Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're uh, in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS, brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. I was just saying that uh, Don Larson uh, died tonight, and uh, in New York, uh, that matters, I think, significantly to people. I don't think it matters uh, anywhere else. Uh, people aren't going to freak out that uh, Don Larson passed away. But, I mean, think about it, right? Um, he pitched the only perfect game in World Series history ever. He made it to 90. What a life. Don Larson was a legend around here, around New York. And then he dies on the same day David Stern dies. That's crazy. Uh Someone just said to me that they go in threes. Do you think that uh, we're going to have another one here? Carver, I'm going to drop another one uh, on us maybe tonight or tomorrow? I've heard that theory before. (laughs) Do you believe all that? They die in threes? Anything could happen. Anything's possible. I mean, people die every day. So I got a... uh, people are very angry at us tonight, Carver. What? what now? I just got a very mean email from someone that suggests that we are hacks and low-talent hacks or something to that effect. We're just horrible people, and we have no talent, and we work at night, and we're the scum of the earth because we, did, nice to hear from the bosses. we did not talk enough about the Dallas Stars win today. So, because, you, you know, we're on in Dallas. We've been on a ticket for, what, now seven or eight years? Does he know that we talk more hockey than anybody else? We talk more hockey than anyone else anywhere, and we're the only national show that talks hockey. Name one other national show that talks about the NHL. Tell Zero. me which, Tell me which one it is. Did we not just talk about the uh, – <laughs> did we not just talk about the Winter Classic? Did we not just talk about their comeback from being down to zip? Did we not just talk about they beat them in the playoffs last year? That wasn't enough for this idiot ass. Well, in his defense, I mean, come on, I'll smack your face, you little. I gotta give you something, you little punk ass. Mm-hmm. I'll give you something to think about. I'll sucker punch your throat, your Adam's apple, you little nitwit. I'll skull you. Who are you to talk to me about anything? Shut up. Shut your face. Go cry to your friends in Dallas at the ticket. You don't like the late-night host on the radio that's only been on national radio for 30 years. You moron ass. You drip ass. I'll smack your face. How's that sound? You want to you wanna talk hockey with me? How about I drop the gloves and smash your face in? I'll stick your face through a plexiglass wall. How's that taste? You little wuss. Don't write me, don't call me, don't tweet me, don't listen to me. Jump off a cliff. 
Mafia, that one usually gets people mad when I talk about people jumping off cliffs. Yeah, it's kind of a touchy subject. I mean, obviously, though, since this one determined the championship, can you, we should can be you talking some about dude takes the time to, like, write me some nasty letter? About one game in January. Listen, I'll beat your face in. How's that sound? How about you come and, and talk big and tough to me to my face, you little weasel? I got something for you. You can eat my elbow and knock your teeth out. How's that sound? We'll see how tough you are. I'll give you 6'3", 220 in your face. Go ahead, tough guy. Big tough guy, hard ass, huh? Why don't you call your friends down there at the ticket in, in Dallas, see what they do to me, besides nothing. What are they gonna do to me? Nothing. That's what they're gonna do. You wussy. Carver, how do you think that covers it in terms of talking about the stars? Well, I mean, talking about this. I think they're having a great season with their 50 points. I just cares I want to I mean, make sure I provide this little tool, enough information for his wussy-ass hockey team. I want to give him everything he needs in life. Giving me advice about my career. Want to talk about all the money I make? You wuss. Big tough guy, huh? I'll give you something. I'll smash a bottle over your head. Mafia, do you think we should spread, like, you know, so much love and everything on New Year's? I think, uh, you know, it's all about peace and love, right? It's, it's I love fresh start to a new year. I even love this guy that I've never heard of. You didn't make a resolution or, to, to no not be so angry, her. did you? I never made any kind of promises about being nice. I've never, <laughs> I've never been. Years ago? I'm not nice, okay? So I'm not nice, and I am dirty, and I will punch you in the face. Let's be honest with this guy, too. I mean, okay, we're a national show. Are they even talking that much about this game in Dallas on the ticket? I bet you they're talking a lot more about the Mavericks, who are good, and about the why haven't they fired Gary yet. They don't talk about the Dallas Stars ever. But I think they're a good hockey team, don't you, Carver? I mean, they're, I think they're in the middle of it. They're in third place. They're a very good team. I mean, they're in a good spot, aren't they? But it's one game. It doesn't. It's the most game important game ever. Stop! It's the most important game ever. That do you know what my boss says to me? Just here's. Can I do a little imitation of him? Stop talking about hockey for Christ's sakes! Just the other night you were talking about the Calgary Flames at 11:30 at night. What is going on? No, where is that? Where is that? Don't talk about hockey ever. I just wanted to say Blake Como had a great game. Jan Mark had a great game. Uh, Rajalov had a great game. Peter Sakara, wasn't he a singer with Chicago? I just wanted to say the other team, Matt Duchesne, had a nice game, his ninth goal, a power play goal. But we don't want to talk too much about them, Carver High, because that would upset this little nerd who wants me to only talk about the Dallas Stars, apparently. Oh, you don't talk enough about my hockey team. <laughs> here, put your hand right here by the car door. Slam and slam your face in the car door, you stupid ass. Here, I got something for you. Your face in the car door. Right off the curb. Oh, your head off the curb. How's that taste? Tough ass. Hard ass, huh? Big tough guy. Go ahead. Come and get it. Come to New York City and get a piece of me. I got something for you. Mafia, um, 
Did you send, like, you know, were you able to send any loving vibes at all, like, during the holidays to family and, and your friends and neighbors? Any, lo- like, you know, kind, loving, warm? Of course, you know, lots you of love know, and gifts and warm regards. You know how peaceful and loving I am. Of course. Such a nice guy. <sighs> you think that Mafia covered the hockey game and enough, or should I talk some more about some other stats? Uh, we should probably talk more about Maybe. other things before the bat phone rings. Well, what about, like, should I cover the line shifts they took or how much ice time guys had? Let's take a look here. Jamie Benn had 17 minutes of ice time. Como had 15. How about this guy Pavelski giving him 18.56 of ice time? And then Tyler Sagan, 20 minutes of ice time. Heskinen, 25 minutes of ice time, Carver High. Unbelievable. A lot of penalty minutes. Your boy Corey Perry getting thrown out of the game. A little game misconduct action there. Hopefully that gave the fan that doesn't like the show very much enough coverage of his team that no one cares about anywhere else. Maybe now we're only second-rate hacks. Well, listen, I just want to give him what he wants. You want a, you want a piece? I'll give you a piece, then. If it, whatever makes you happy, fat ass. You little dork. Anyway, I saw the, um, did you see this? Ten most bet teams of uh, 2019 as we reflect back on the year that was. What a crappy year it was, Carver High. My dad died. Uh, 34C's dad died. Don Larson died. That was 2020, though. He made it on the first day of the new year. David Stern and Don Larson are the first two people to die into the new 2020 year, into the new decade of decadence right here, Carver High. The Patriots, the number one most bet team of 2019. Yankees number two. Um, oh, by handle. Patriots, Yankees, Cowboys top three. Chiefs four. Rams five. Packers six. Warriors seven. Saints eight. Astros nine. Eagles ten. By bets, the most bets. Patriots one. Packers two. Chiefs three. Uh, Seahawks four. Saints five. Yankees six. Ravens seven. Eagles 8, Cowboys 9, and Astros 10. The most profitable teams of last year by winnings. The most profitable teams by winnings. The Nationals, the Patriots, the Ravens, the Bills by profitable. LSU, the Saints, uh, USA uh, women, soccer, I believe. And then Raptors, Clemson, and Houston Texans. The most profitable players by winnings. Tiger Woods, Brooks Kepka, Sony Michelle, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Aaron Jones, LeBron James, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Josh Allen. There you go. Uh, the 10 most bet games uh, by handle and by bet. By handle, Pats, Rams. Of uh, February 3rd, that was uh, the Super Bowl. And then uh, by bets, same game. Uh, By handle, Pats, Texans on December 1st. In late November, Saints, Falcons by bet, the most bet games. 
Vikings, Seahawks on 12-2. Handle, Bills, Cowboys, 11-28 by bet. Seahawks, Rams by handle, 12-8. Packers, Giants, uh, the 1st of December by uh, a bet. These are just boring. It's getting uh, to the point where I'm bored to death with this. I don't care who bet what. There you go. Uh, Gonzaga stays number one while Oregon moves into the top five. Gonzaga's won, then Duke, Kansas, Oregon, and Ohio State. There you go. And then uh, Baylor, Louisville, Auburn, Memphis, and Villanova are your top ten in college basketball. So Louisville was down four places to number seven following their loss to Kentucky. The Wildcats climbed two uh, places to number 19, but they did win that game at home. There you go. Uh, Also, uh, when I was out, Roy Williams got win number 879, matching his uh, hero and mentor, Dean Smith. There you go. Did you see him stop the game and celebrate? Uh, Williams picked up 879, tying Dean Smith for fourth most in Division I men's history. He worked in as assistant for Smith at North Carolina for 10 years from 78 to 88. 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. Our final hour here tonight, so jump on a line and give us a buzz. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So uh, I'm reading about the uh, Wilder Fury 2 coming in February in Vegas. And uh, they're talking about how, you know, the first fight went and everything like that. And I'm just uh, sitting here thinking, you know, I was there. I was at the fight. And uh, I give Fury all the credit in the world for the way he fought the first fight. I thought he racked up a million points. And I thought he won the fight. But I I can't take the belts away from uh, Wilder with the two knockdowns, especially the 12th and money round knockdown that he he had. So they're not taking his belt away from him. So I I understand the draw. But everybody's saying uh, Carver High, a lot of people are, that, um, you know, that he's going to have problems with uh, Fury again with his, you know, long reach and jab, and that uh, all he does well is that right hand, that uh, Wilder's only weapon is the gigantic right bomb that he throws that knocks everybody out, his 41 knockout. Do you really do you really believe that Wilder is going to uh, mess around with this guy again and let Fury outbox him, outpoint him, and uh, dominate that fight like he did the first time? Or do you think... Uh, I think he's going to knock him out this time uh, flush. I think this time he'll knock him out and he won't get up. I I don't think it's necessarily that Wilder is going to be more ready to face him. I think that Wilder was ready to face him last time. I think what worries me the most about this fight is that it seems like Fury now, he's got so much stuff going on, right? Like, that's what bothers me. When he, the first Wilder fight... He came in super focused. He was getting back into the, the scene, and, and he was doing all that stuff. Like, the last five months, like, this dude's, like, in wrestling rings. He's in MMA rings. He's doing crazy intro. Like, he's just doing a lot of crazy stuff. He was at a ball game the other day. And I worry about his focus. Uh, what was he at the na- uh, national semifinal the I'm other night? Maybe. I think he was at the Clemson game. But I wor- worry more on his end is because he's c- probably going to go into it thinking, Ah, uh, you know what? I had this guy last time. I'm not gonna let him knock me down this time. And I think maybe he on he's the one who I'm worried about in terms of focus for this fight. I think Wilder will be ready to go. He was ready to go last time. Knocked the guy down twice. I mean, he, like you said, you were standing there. 
How did he get up the second time? I'll, I'll never be able to explain how that. He got up. I'll never be able to explain how he got up. But this time, I th- I'm hoping, because now that we're going, I'm hoping that it's going to be as good a fight as the last one. But I'm worried on the Fury end of it because the guy just seems like he's all over the place with all these things that he's doing. But maybe now, six weeks to go, he's going to lock in, get focused, and and boom. You know, he's got a new uh, trainer. Uh, It's like, uh, I think it's like the nephew of Emmanuel Stewart. Uh, It's, um, I guess, uh, he's the nephew of the the late Emmanuel Stewart, uh, Sugar Hill. And um, they've known each other for a long time and uh, a decade when Fury spent time in the Stewart camp. And he got rid of Ben Davison, who was his trainer, uh, in the first fight, and he wasn't comfortable with him. He made the change, and now, uh, you know, he's got a new trainer. Mafia, you saw the first fight with me. You were there in L.A. Do you think that uh, Fury can do it again? you think he can give Wilder all those problems again, or do you think uh, Fury uh, gets in trouble with the big right? I think the big right will do him in once again. I think he'll give him issues from time to time. I think he'll be able to outbox him. But, you know, we saw Wilder in his fight against Ortiz, and maybe that's just because he was worried about Ortiz's power and respecting him more. But in that fight we saw in Vegas, he was more of a boxer for the first six rounds of that fight, which was not his style at all. So I don't know if he's trying to change styles just for that fight because Ortiz's power or if that's something that he's trying to transition to now with Fury as well, and it's going to be a much different fight than we saw where he's going to try to actually get some points before, you know, he just tries to finish him with a knockout and not play that game of, you know, feast or famine. But I think the right hand in the end is going to – get the win. I think he's going to do to Fury what he did and finish him off this time instead of letting him come back. I don't think, I, he's I think he'll knock him out. And and let me say this. Like, do you remember the first fight? It was, it was you know, I think it was big in, in the boxing world. We were there in L.A. And I thought it had a lot of, it definitely had a lot of, of spice and it had a lot of juice and there was definitely a lot of interest in it. But I don't think that it was a huge, like, uh, draw. I mean, I don't think everybody was, you know, running all over the place to get it and order it. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was, like, the most popular thing in the world. But I think since the first fight was so good, I think that this second fight is going to be huge. I think this is going to be enormous. I think people are going to actually buy this fight in droves and watch it. I think it'll be much more mainstream this time around. I agree with you, and especially when you see these guys doing the promotion that they're doing. You know, while it couldn't take away from the focus, like Carver is saying with Fury, at the same time, it's making him a much bigger name. You know, everybody was watching WWE and seeing him that isn't necessarily a huge boxing fan might tune in. You know, people who were seeing him at, you know, the MMA fights or at the college football playoffs, you know, might tune in now because of that. It might help the numbers. And I think that's part of the reason why he's doing this because, you know, Wilder likes to be at these things, but he's not as crazy as Fury bouncing around everywhere. I don't think that uh, he's going to train either. I, I don't agree that he's going to spar with Anthony Joshua. No, that's, I don't think that's a smart move. I think that's uh, just a publicity stunt. I, right. I, I don't think that's real. Even if it was a real offer, like if that's the guy that you're willing to fight if you beat Wilder, why would you give him that insight into who you are right. as a fighter right now? Right. Brandon in Oregon, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's up, y'all? So glad you guys are back on, man. Hey, what's uh, happening? I, uh, it's so funny. I was just on the phone with Carver High telling him I wanted to ask you guys about the Fury Wilder re- rematch, but you just covered all that. So uh, I'll, I'll ask you about the Blazers instead. Right. Um, dude, after tonight's loss to the freaking Knicks, I mean, we're terrible, man. We're terrible. And do you guys think that we should move on from McCollum, um, maybe move him at the deadline, 
and move on from this core we had, or do you think we just no? I don't. Well, first of all, I I don't think they're going to give up on C.J. McCollum at all. Uh, I actually, you know, I was watching him the other night blow the game to the Suns, right? And uh, I watched the game at the Moda, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, they have Dame and they have McCollum, and and they just, uh, you know. I know they went on a deep run and everything, and they were very successful last year, and everybody got all excited and everything. And fair enough, they did a great job. Stotts did a great job. There's no denying it. But at the end of the day, they never get it done. They Let's face it, they don't win it ever. And so, uh, I mean, they have in the past, a long, long time ago. But I'm saying now they just win regular season games that frankly don't matter and then the same thing happens every single night. It's Dame time, it's McCollum time. And it's the same show every night, the same movie, the same highlights, the same thing over and over and over. And that's, it's gotten stale. Like that's all they do is they have those two and they go off and they either win or they don't. And, uh, and then when they get to the playoffs, they usually uh, fizzle out and that's just all there is to it. I don't think they're going to give up on CJ because I think they like the way Dame and CJ win. And, you know, they pack them in uh, to the Moda and people love them and they're a good team and they win. And, and that's the show. You go to watch those two. It's the rest of the team really that I have a problem with. Uh, the rest of the team. Now they have Whiteside playing for them and they have Mello who's, you know, let's face it. He's not a spring chicken anymore. So, uh, they are they're certainly different, but it's still the same two. The the you know the party ticket of of Damon and CJ. That's the offering. That's what it is, and that's the only excitement. So I don't think they're getting rid of either one of them, and it is what it is. Uh, now, if they go get Kevin Love, maybe they get better. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I like Kevin Love's game. He's a double double machine, but I I don't trust his body. I don't trust his health uh, long term, and you know he's had a lot of miles on his body. I think the Blazers are decent at best. Uh, you know, in the West now, there's, you know, certainly better teams than the Blazers. So, uh, but I don't think the answer, frankly, for me is getting rid of CJ. I think they like those two, frankly, too much to get rid of them. I think that they bring them a lot of uh, fans and money and, and they fill seats and people go to watch them play. It's the same thing over and over again, though. Like I said, it's a repeat movie. You watch those two. It's isolation ball. They both get the ball, and they all they do is both of them, when they have it, they score. That's all they do. There's nothing else. There's no, there's no ball movement. There's no cutting. There's no uh, anything. There's no alley-oops. It's just those two driving and shooting, right? It's driving, scoring, or, or step-back shots. It's either, you know, drop, step, step-back, J, or drop, step, step-back, drive. Uh, it's, a, it's a boogie, either one of them, or a boogie to the bucket. That's all they do, drive and finish, and that's the whole offering. There's your dinner, and there's nothing else. There's no hors d'oeuvres. There's no cocktail hour. It's just straight those two, drop, step, and go, and we watch those two score every time. And frankly, neither one of them give up the rock. They both just, if, they, if this guy has it, he does it. If the other guy has it, he does it. They don't even feed each other. They just, all they do is shoot and score, both of them. That's all. It's an isolation team. Those two isolated every single, they don't even have an offense. All they do is run those two going to the rack. Am I wrong? Am I even wrong about this? You watch them, it's, that's all they do. It's those two putting on a show, and everybody sits there and cheers for those two. The rest of the, the, rest of the team's bunk as hell, and you know it. So there you go. Taste that for dinner. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. 
right, don't forget to sign up for Pharrell on events.com. The wild cards are this Saturday and Sunday in the pros, pain day style. Two games Saturday or AFC games. Two games Sunday or NFC games. Pharrell on events.com is going to be all over it. Plus, you get everything else. Pro and college rack. That's hoops to you, mister. Hockey, we do every game every night. Boxing, MMA, every fight that matters. We're all over that as well. PharrellOnTheBench.com, the best price, the best picks, the best return. Sign up today, PharrellOnTheBench.com. Hide the money from your wife. I was just looking at an article about uh, Steve Alford. Did you know where he's coaching now, Carver High? Oh, man. He left UCLA. Where do you think he went? I remember seeing this in the offseason, and I was like, what is he doing coaching there? Where is he He at? got a 10-year deal to coach at Nevada. That's right. There you go. So he went up to Reno, and he's coaching there, and he got a 10-year deal. I was just looking at him uh, and his staff and everything he's doing up there. Uh, we went to Reno and did a show once. We had a good time up there. Mafia, did you go to Reno with me? Was that you that went with me to Reno? Yes, I did. There you go. We went to that sweet uh, setup there. They had a big... Like the golf uh, driving range, Grand the movies, Sierra, the, the club, the, that awesome sports book. Right, yeah. it was fun, right? That was cool. So I was looking at uh, at the factors that'll help predict the 2020 Final Four teams. I was looking at this. It was about um, assists, basically. Over the last decade, the average Final Four team is recording assists on a 21 percent of its buckets. During the same stretch, just three Final Four teams out of those 40 have played. I uh, have had a player average 19 points a game. There are 16 teams in the AP Top 25 that have an assist percentage north of 21%, a leading scorer averaging less than 19 a game. So uh, I was looking at these numbers. Over the past decade, the average champion has uh, had its leading scorer average 17 a game. And uh, there are four teams that have an assist percentage over 21%, as well as a leading scorer averaging under 19 points a game and closest to the 17.8 points per game. Duke... Uh, with the assist percentage of 21%, 21.4. Vernon Carey's averaging 18.7. Michigan State has an assist percentage of 27.1%. Uh, Cassius Winston, 17.6 points a game. Texas Tech, an assist percentage of 21.5. And their kid Ramsey at 17.4 a game. And Baylor has an assist average of 21%. And Jared Butler at 17.6 points a game. So, um, uh, the preseason rankings... Uh, teams are the best chance to be ranked when the 2020 poll is released on Monday. These are the teams that have the best chances. Uh, Michigan State was the preseason number one. Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, Louisville, Florida, Maryland, Gonzaga, North Carolina. North Carolina sucks this year. Nova, Virginia. I think Virginia's average. Seton Hall, Texas Tech, and Memphis. Uh, over the past decade, 57.5% of the Final Four teams were top 10 teams in the first AB poll of the new year. And over the past decade, 75% of Final Four teams were a top 15 team in the first AP poll of the new year. And the past 11 non-UConn champions ranked inside the AP's top 15 in both the preseason poll and the first poll of the year. So that's crazy, right? So remember, keep an eye on Duke, Michigan State, Texas Tech, and Baylor at this point. The Giants confirmed that Dave Gettleman is staying put. Pat Shermer out. Remember, they fired Shermer, but they're keeping Gettleman. What do you think of that decision? Keeping Gettleman. Didn't he do a lousy job, too? I mean, all things being equal, doesn't everyone think he sucked? Yeah, I think it's a big mistake. Here's ranking the top NFL head coaching candidates. Uh, Lincoln Riley, number 10. Marvin Lewis, 9. Robert Saleh, 8. Is that the guy from the Niners? How could he possibly be 8 with how much they show him on TV? 
Kevin Stefanski, seven. Urban Meyer, six. Uh, Matt Eberfluss. Who the hell is that? Who? Uh, he's, uh, I guess, uh, he's a, a guy that worked. He, d- he did the defense in Indianapolis. Mike McCarthy, Josh McDaniels. We keep forgetting about Josh McDaniels. I, I would forget about him. Greg Roman. And then Eric Bieniemy's number Greg one. Roman. Greg Roman. Get serious. Let me just tell you something. You want to know why Greg Roman's on that list? Lamar Jackson. That's why he's on that list. Right. He's been in plenty of places before Baltimore. Yeah, go hire Did Greg Did you Roman. see the letter that Shad uh, Khan wrote about why he kept Doug Marone? He said he doesn't want to break up the continuity of the franchise. Yeah, kind of like when he fired Coughlin a couple weeks ago, right? That didn't break up the continuity of the franchise either, right? Chad Gailey coming out of retirement, Carver High to become the Dolphins' offensive coordinator. Did you think Brian Flores did a good job with the Dolphins? I did. I did too. Uh, For the first time since Week 15, uh, Dalvin Cook was a full participant in practice. He's on track to return to the lineup Sunday against the Saints. Do you give the uh, Vikings any chance against the Saints? And you never told me who you liked with the Seattle-Philly game. I don't – I mean, listen, not a chance. I think the Saints will win on Sunday. Uh, it's the, the game I feel the strongest about out of the four. Um, and let me tell you, everybody's on Seattle. They're really bagged up. I could see the Eagles beat them on Sunday in Philly at the lake. I know that the Eagles have their problems too, but – I think the Eagles are going to win on Sunday. Mafia, who do you like in that game, the Eagles or the Seahawks? That's a tough one to pick with how banged up. You know, as bad as the Seahawks situation is at running back, where they're going back to Marshawn Lynch and Robert Turbin, you know, the Eagles receiving core has been banged up all year too. So it's which one can, you know, have their subs shine. I, I think the Seahawks have a little bit of a better chance with, uh, with Russell Wilson and what he can do than what Carson Wentz has shown this year. Uh, Tom Brady insists his elbow is not an issue. Do you believe that, Carver High? Uh, do you think he's got elbow problems after the way he played? Did you see that pick six against the Dolphins? It was unbelievable. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I, I sure. didn't think it was tough at all. I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it too. Um, I, I, there could be a little something going on, but you know, we know what the is real... that going to be the excuse when they don't go to the Super Bowl? Well, they're not going to the Super Bowl this year. NFL has found no evidence of the Patriots using the uh, Bengals video improperly, so not guilty. And uh, Bob Kraft was never at the massage parlor either that day. It was just a doppelhanger. Didn't they get bumped up? Now it's going to be like a federal case they're trying to make against them? I don't know. Yeah, I think they have the charges in that one. Speaking of uh, pick sixes. What do you mean? So they're going after him even harder now? That's what I had read last week. Yeah, good luck. Speaking of the pick Nothing's six. Nothing's going to happen to him for that whole thing. How fitting is it that Jameis Winston's career in Tampa probably ends on him a game-ending pick six? Was that the worst thing? I covered with that, that pick 30, six. 30. I had the Falcons winning that game outright and covering. The Patriots, 21, uh, 20 to 1 long shots to win the Super Bowl. The Ravens are the favorites at 2 to 1. Then the Chiefs, 3 to 1. Niners, 7 to 2. Saints, 6 to 1. Packers, 10 to 1. Patriots, 20 to 1. Mafia just told me in my ear he wants me to be nice to all people and to love all people in 2020, including the people in Dallas that don't like me, apparently. Is that what you told me to say? Be nice to everyone. Say you're sorry. Be friendly and loving and kind. Love and peace in the new year. Love and peace to all people, including the people that hate me, that I didn't talk enough about their team. Is that what made the guy mad? I didn't talk about his team enough? I thought we talked a lot about his team for like 10 minutes. Um, I wish nothing but love and happiness to all people everywhere, including all children everywhere. God bless everyone. 
Eli Manning hasn't made his retirement decision yet. Carver High, do you want to make it for him? Yeah, he should retire. There you go. Derek Carr on moving to Las Vegas. He's excited, and it's time for some fresh air. It's plenty yeah, there's fresh a lot of fresh there. air in Vegas. Plenty out there. Yeah, a lot of fresh air. It'll, it'll be just like walking through this place, like a casino. Just tell you, once he gets done building that mansion up in Red Rocks, he's going to be just fine when he gets out to Vegas. Yeah. John Elway says Drew Locke is the only option at quarterback for the Broncos, and then in honor of that, they picked up Von Miller's contract extension. Adam Gase will not answer questions about Le'Veon Bell. How about this Gase guy? Is he a P or what? This guy in a press conference is the nastiest. Is he not? The, what is wrong with that guy? I, I mean, I'd almost fire him for the press conferences alone. I mean, I mean honestly. He is just so bitter. And, and, you, and you know that they're going to ask you about Le'Veon Bell. You know it. How about standing up there? Being somewhat of Be a professional a and, and just, just say, that. listen, he's under contract for the next few years. We want things to work out. We want to, this offseason, we're going to work to make him a bigger part of what we do here. Instead, he goes up there and just stands there like, well, you're I don't dude. do personnel. You know, what a, I mean, honestly, what a D. He's like, a yeah, jerk. Just honestly. Uh, Adam Gase is a jerk, and that's all there is. To, how about when he said, I'm rich as Pharrell? He said, I don't care what you say to me. I got so much money, make your head spin. Uh, the Bears GM, Ryan Pace, confirms that Mitchell Trubisky will be the team's starting quarterback in 2020. And millions of people just jumped in Lake Michigan to drown themselves. Uh, the Bengals hold the first pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. Gee, who do you think they're going to take? Where quarterbacks go to die. He may not, though. That guy could end up being, isn't he from Ohio? He wants to save the world? We'll see. Penn State receiver K.J. Hamler is headed to the NFL. Uh, here it is, Carver High. The 2020 NFL schedules are out. Do you want me to tell you the Bills' schedule? I know who they're playing. It's okay. You already know? Well, it's just who they're playing, not Right. Well, you already know everything you don't need to know? I know who they're playing. What about you, Mafia? You want the Jets? You want the home and away? Sure, give it to me. All right, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Cardinals, Browns, Broncos, Raiders, Niners at home. And away, Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, obviously, Colts, Chiefs, Chargers, Rams, and Seahawks. We're going 10 to 6. Mine are Ravens, Bengals, Browns home, Denver, Texans, Colts, Eagles, Skins, away uh, division teams, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, then at Bills, Cowboys, at Jags, at Giants, at Titans. I can go spend $1,500 again next year and sit on the 50-yard line and watch the Giants beat the Steelers with their inept offense. It'll be fabulous. Chris and Callie, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Chris. Hello? Yeah, hello. Is your mother there, please? Yes, this is Chris. Yeah, you're on the air, dude, honestly. Great. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about uh, AP athlete of the year. Do you think Kawhi should have got it or Lamar? Uh, AP athlete of the year. I think uh, I would say Kawhi Leonard did a lot more than Lamar. Lamar did great things in a regular season. Kawhi won a championship. There you go. So I guess Lamar has to win the Super Bowl before I give him that kind of street cred. AP Athlete of the Year. I mean, come on. That's serious. I'd rather talk about the stars. (laughs) Is everybody glad we're back? Back in the saddle? No? Are you excited, Carver High? You look excited. Extremely excited. I can tell you're just... Jumping for joy. Being back in this place, man. And with all your good friends around here? All of them. 
there's so many people you love hanging out with here at the network. All right, uh, you can get the podcast of the show. It kicks ass and take names when we're here. Now that we're here, we got a podcast out tonight and tomorrow. Check it out. It's everywhere and on radio.com and whatever else. I'll see you tomorrow night at 10. For Carver, I'm Avi. I'm Pharrell. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.